You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on a Saturday after the Celtics uh, split a series one-to-one with the Hawks. We're here with Tim Shields and KJ Doyle. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. I'm, I'm going to hijack this thing right off the top. Okay, we'll get to the Celtics in a second, but I, I just I just need a few minutes here. Okay, you guys uh, you guys all play 2K, right? All you guys play 2K? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you know how you're creating your 2K my play. Try to come up with fun names for them. This, you can also do this in, in other sports games. But anyway, I came up with three names. I want to just run these three names by you real quick, okay? Two uh-huh. are very similar, and one is also connected to those. So here we go. All right? Now, th- these are names I feel pretty good about. So first, we got Manny Muffin. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, for, like, a 2K player? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fine. Muffin is an interesting Look, choice. I'm going to but... sell you on it. Very marketable. Okay. The Muffin Man connection, obviously. As far as jersey numbers go, you can go with six, which would be a half dozen. You know, 12, a dozen, 13, a baker's dozen. Like, Why don't you, you call can have Manny Baker. Names. Manny Baker. Okay. So, hold on. Right, we're getting to that. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go Baker because Baker, uh, baker Mayfield has his own thing, so I don't want to take it. But the next name is Blake Muffin. Blake Muffin sounds like bake a little bit, okay? And and you know, obviously, you know, you're worried about you know whatever name you're feeling, I guess, for your play, whatever name, play, name fits your play better. I I think Manny Muffin and Blake Muffin, I think they're very marketable. I think that's what's fun about the game, just you know, imagining how your player could be marketed. So those two, mm-hmm. okay, I like them. I would go with Manny over Blake because of the alliteration, but that's that's my my thought. Is Muffin too cheesy though? Is it? Because I feel like it's good, but, like, no one's last name is Muffin. But it's also – I feel like it works, you know? I feel like it's plausible. It's a little out there, but I think it's possible for sure. Okay, okay. Then this one. You could do this with a number of different names. But uh, Edward Zachary Bake. Nickname Easy Bake. Okay, see, I actually <laughs> like that more. I like I that one. You can, can you actually – do like a middle name and have it be yeah, you can't do that though like you would have to just do easy and then bake you could do like a carl anthony towns thing though like with a hyphenated last name or first name or you could do like his yeah or like oh that's true z bake yeah yeah i'd go with that one over the muffins yeah for sure I that actually like that one a lot more <laughs> <laughs> all right that was it that's what i want to know that's it that's the bit Alrighty, already well I, I brought you two specifically here for this episode. I thought it'd be a good idea because I know you have very differing opinions on what the Celtics need to get at the trade deadline. And I'm this is going to be titled the Great Celtics Trade Debate. So I have like lists upon lists in front of me of players I think the Celtics could trade for. I have lists of like teams based on how willing they could be to trade at the deadline. And we're just going to go into every possible trade possibility Danny Ainge could make at the deadline because I think we're all in agreement a trade has to be done right like this can't are you be just gonna part. like uh, are you just gonna list players until you find just like ask us yes or no and then find one we disagree on and then we're just gonna spend 10 minutes talking is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> well no we're, we're gonna like talk about first of all I'm gonna start with what do we think the Celtics need we can all like like discuss that what do we think the biggest need I, is for the Celtics right now I don't think we're that far off I, I, I was gonna just... agree 
I don't I think, think we're that different either. I think we. I think there's like there's. It, I think the only thing maybe we disagree on at, at all is just the guard position, like a little bit, like and that's like even barely. So I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I think you're painting this too uh, <laughs> too black and white, Jack. I, I will not be broad stroked. <laughs> all do. I know is that you guys had an argument for about one third of one of our pregame shows, and it was very entertaining. It was, it was the playmaking point guard co- conversation, specifically talking about getting another guard to throw into the rotation. But let's let's go through the players because I want to hear some of these options because there, who knows, maybe there's a player that comes up that we have totally polarizing opinions on. So, and my opinion is that the uh, pass first point guard is an endangered species. It's uh, going extinct slowly, but. Uh, you know, but well, maybe we'll get into that. But anyway, so go ahead, go ahead. Start listing off the names or, or the general ideas, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'll I'll start with this. So I like I said, I broke up the teams into sort of like, okay, these teams will probably be more willing to trade. You can give them picks and assets, and I'll be fine. And then the other ones like buying teams and neutral teams. So so the teams I kind of focused in on as the teams that are going to be willing to sell are the Bulls, the Magic, the Cavs, the Pistons, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Wolves. Does it sound like I missed any, or do you disagree with any of those teams? No, I think that's a good list. I mean, I'm glad you put the Kings on there. So yeah, because I feel like the Kings will want a little bit more because they still have a decent future. They're decent this year. What do you guys think, Tim? I think the Kings are borderline right because they're kind of they're kind of still in that picture. They still have a chance to go ahead and make a run. I'm not sure of their record right now, but they're at the very least they're like a fringe playoff team or you know a play in team. Mm-hmm. I still think Sacramento, like you said, they they're going to want some serious assets if you're trying to get anyone from them. Namely, and I would imagine they would probably be on everybody's list here, Harrison Barnes and Rashad Holmes were probably the two big targets there. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I just think if you're the king, it's like you have to – if you're even close, you have to go for it. Like you can't sell off yeah. because you haven't made the playoffs for so long. What is it, 2006? It's like 15 yeah. years now. It's just just you, they, they, they can't afford as a franchise like – to be this close and then say, you know what, we're not going to go for it. We'd rather be like the 12th seed. And it's like, come on. They actually are the 12th seed. Yeah, they're the 12th yeah. seed right now, 12 <laughs> and 6. <laughs> it's funny that you hit that on the nose. Sam, what do you think of yeah. that list of teams? I think it's pretty good. Um, isn't it funny, Minnesota? They've had towns for years. They made the playoffs once mm-hmm. and they, they were the eighth seed with Jimmy Butler. Can you believe that? That yeah, That's like unfucking believable. I think it's time they move on from towns, whether it's <laughs> yeah. the Celtics, I don't know. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's not working. Yeah, something's it's not something's working. There. You did have the thunder on the list, right? I, yeah, I, might I have got missed the it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anybody Cat else? Cat is unfortunately not in the TPE, though. I did research that just in case, so uh, that'd have to be a Kemba type deal if they wanted to bring Cat here. Which I mean, I, I don't think Minnesota would do. And no. well, they don't have their pick this year, so they might not even yeah. be selling. They're trying to win. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but they've been so bad. I guess it is. It might be interesting in the off season if you can trade Kemba for picks and like a three team deal. The picks go to the Minnesota and like counts comes to you. Like it'd be ridiculous. But I'm just you know that like that that is the only way you get Towns. Really, the only way to me is like if Towns was a free agent and then he said I want to go to Boston and Minnesota facilitated it for you. Which wouldn't be the first time Minnesota helped you out, uh, you know, <laughs> getting a star. But very, um, very different yeah. situations now, huh? Yeah, no McHale there. Yeah. But that would pretty much be the only possible avenue to, you know, getting Towns in here. Mm-hmm. Minnesota he likes wasting big man's careers. They love wasting big man's careers. That makes crazy. me so sad, dude. Like, <laughs> honestly, like they went out and they got D'Lo, and isn't D'Lo hurt right now too? Yeah. 
D'Lo's yeah. recovering from an injury, and like they moved a bunch of assets to Golden State to get him. Like, I don't know. Crazy. There's so many Crazy. teams that I could think of just like hitting reset, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The Timberwolves have very bad ownership. That much I know. A lot of people don't like their ownership team. It, it, it was fun to see Anthony Edwards kill Yuta Wananabe last night. That, that was, was scary. That, oh that was a dunk. That was a he's dunk. lucky he didn't get hurt, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, his leg the, got caught underneath him, yeah. and it looked nasty, man. He's one of those guys that just goes up, and then he just like keeps going, like Gerald Green in his prime, yeah. where it's like, how did he get up that high? Like, you know, his head is like halfway up the backboard, and you're like, what is going on? I'm watching a freak of nature. Like, that's what kind of... That's my first thought when I watched that dunk. I was like, oh my gosh. Speaking of athletic feats, Peyton Pritchard leapfrogged someone yesterday. <laughs> that was funny. I was surprised they didn't call him for a foul. I mean, I figured that was... Well, that's why he did it. He didn't want to get called for a foul. Yeah. It's kind of I mean, awesome because, like, the Hawks player was like, well, I definitely don't want to have someone land on my neck. And so he, like, went down. And he was just like, shoot. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard, man. Gotta love it. I saw Sandwich Bread on Twitter make a, a graphic of it too, so that was entertaining. But no, yeah, the selling teams I listed off, those are the teams I can see. Maybe throw the Kings in there as well as teams willing to trade for like small assets, young players' picks. Maybe the Spurs, if you want to throw them in there, if they want to trade like DeRozan or Aldridge. But those are the main teams I got. So I figured we could go through them, uh, take a look at some of the players that obviously have been thrown around in the world of Celtics Twitter and Celtics fandom and then some of the ones that maybe haven't heard of as much. So I'm just going to go in the order I have it. Uh, and if you guys have any ideas throughout, feel free to bring them up. First team I had is the Bulls. Obviously, Thaddeus Young. I had Otto Porter, Thomas Sutterancy, and Garrett Temple on there too. As a few veterans, I feel like the Bulls could be willing to trade. What do you think about potential packages from Chicago at the trade deadline? I feel like it's going to be picks, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're looking at Thad Young, he doesn't Unless you're cobbling together a bunch of contracts, you're not going to be able to trade for him. And I wrote about that young uh, for Clover Disclosure, but I really like his fit. The one thing I will say is his free throw percentage is putrid. Like it's it's bad. <laughs> like he's he's having career bad numbers from the free throw line. I think it's like the second lowest free throw rate he's had in his whole career. And his three ball isn't necessarily great. Like he's shooting like 25%, which is really bad, but. His, his attempts are down a lot from last year. And last year, he was, like, hovering around league average. So he's also, like, hyper-efficient from, like, the two-point range right now. So I think he fits a lot of needs. He's a true blue four, right? So, like, you can mm-hmm. actually play him at the power forward position. And he can either start or come off the bench. Right now, I think I think he's pretty much – I think the entire – all of his games have come off from the bench. But – in terms yeah. of assets, I feel like it's probably going to be picks because he's under control for a couple more years. But he's he's over thirty. I think he's thirty three. Yeah, he is. I think I have it. He's shooting fifty percent from the line this season, which I saw, and he's uh, thirty two right now. So, but turning thirty three. So, KJ, Sam, what do you think about Thad Young? You go ahead, KJ. You go first. All right. Uh, I mean, I like Thad Young. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'd want to give up. Uh, want to deal the trade exception form if that makes sense to trade the trade exception um but i don't know that i'd want to use the trade exception on him but i've really warmed up to the idea and this might even be a little much for thad young based on how they're performing but just generally speaking i've warmed up to the idea of trading tristan thompson you know i know we talk about the thing of oh you know you sign him in the off season and now you trade him like that's a bad look like it happens and like it's worse when you're doing it with like a star player like if you're doing it with tristan thompson and i know he's like friends with some stars but like (laughs) really 
those stars like LeBron and Kyrie, like they're not coming to the Celtics anytime soon. So like, I'm not really too worried about that. So I, I actually like the idea of trading Thompson just because of how his salary slot can work. And he had a really good game last night. And I, you know, I was talking to you, Jack, like I, I, in the first quarter, I thought he was, you could argue he was the best Celtic on the floor in the first quarter. And, you know, I, I but I just look at him and I say, he, he still can't hack it defensively. And I feel like that's kind of part of what they brought him in for, not so much the offensive contributions, not that he was ever like a lockdown defender, but guys are just like going off on him. Clint Capella, you know, and uh, Joel Embiid and, uh, you know, Nicole Jokic, although I don't know how much he was, uh, uh, he was a part of Jokic going off. but Jokic, uh, Jokic you know, was insane yeah. to watch. Yeah, because Jokic was just nailing shots from everywhere. I don't think anyone could have guarded him, but Embiid and Capella like just killed him and it's, you know, you, you look at it and say, if I want stuff offensively, like, I, you know, Tice is a pretty good offensive player this season. I can get the offensive stuff from Tice. I'm looking for more grit from Thompson. And he's really not given that to me. And, you know, he's been on these Cavalier teams where they really haven't had to turn it on until the playoffs. And I don't know if that's it or if it's just, you know, he's kind of past his prime here or what it is. But he, I just I haven't liked how he's looked on the defensive end and and because his contract fits with so many players around the league since it's right at that you know nine ten million uh, mark and there's so many players you can match his deal with you know maybe you have to if it's Thad Young you might have to also throw in you know um, someone at the end of like Javante or something to make the money actually work in the trade machine I don't know so someone can hop on the trade machine and check it out but I got you uh, I got you you know I, I just I like how that. Yeah, I, I like how that works in uh, in different trades. So I actually wouldn't mind if they decided to deal Thompson at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think Sam, Thompson is a good thoughts? good idea to trade, just because you know he's he's the odd man out right now. Daniel Tice has been coming a little bit back down to earth. To be fair to him, you know he was going off unconscious from three. He's cooled off a bit since he hurt his finger. Um, now you got Time Lord who played two excellent games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. He was really good in the game before last night as well. It was great last night. Um, Thompson was excellent last night. He was a difference maker in the game. But on in terms of a consistency thing, he is not the guy that has been consistent at all. He's been inconsistent. It was really nice seeing shots actually go in for him, which are usually easy shots for guys in the league. And they don't fall for him for some reason. But Dad Young is someone that's interesting to me. You always see the graphic of him and like all the other greats because like he hit, he did like some. I don't know exactly what the stat is, but he did something that's like only been done by a few people that are. Oh, like we, all we pulled like, it up yesterday. I, I have it saved in my. Oh, computer. you do. I can pull up. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. We pulled it up yesterday during the post game stream. Players with 800 career games to average 13.5 points. This is a mouthful, so get ready for this. 800 career games, 13.5 points, 5.9 rebounds. 1.4 steals, 49% field goal percentage, and 30% three-point percentage. So a lot of qualifiers there. Uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Thaddeus Young. This is kind of like a dope stat line, though. Like, low-key. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, that's good. I like. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. I like Thaddeus Young because it, I mean... The stat is, you know, crazy and a little stupid, but it shows off his versatility. You know, he can do a lot of different things as, you know, not to the elite level those guys can, but to that next level down. And that's why I kind of like him. Now, he's a little older now. He doesn't do all those things as well as he used to. But, I mean, to me, I think he fits this team better than Thompson. 
And like last year, I was really clamoring. I know for that championship presence, someone who had been there before, someone who had done it before. But as like the season's gone along, I've I've started to like cool on that, and I'm starting to think like, is that really going to matter that much? Like, you know, I, I I just I don't think Thompson comes across mm-hmm. as the type of guy who's really going to help and instill that kind of you know knowledge in these kind of guys. So I, you know, again. Thompson for Thad Young, there might be a value discrepancy there a little bit. And would the Bulls even want him? Maybe it has to be a three-team trade. But I would, but generally, you know, I would be interested in, in exploring those possibilities. And even, you know, like they said, there are other guys that maybe we'll talk about later that, that Thad Young could work with, or mm-hmm. uh, Tristan Thompson could work with in trades, like Lonzo Ball, which is something I, I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by too. For sure, for sure, yeah. I like Thad Young. I think he could fit well. Guys, when is the deadline? March 25th. We got a while, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. it's going to be a long ass time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of dialogue. Yeah. I was just thinking about when I should put my notifications on. Oh, I got it. <laughs> but on think already. about this. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about this as a as like you know, kind of mid January in relation to when you know we're usually getting ready for the trade deadline. So this is a pretty you know this is a pretty normal time to start talking about the trade stuff. We, I guess we talked about it a little earlier too this season, but you know, it's a, it's a long build up to hey. the eventual uh, deadline. It's warranted. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like exactly. we've been looking at the way the the team's been performing. I think Danny it's just Ainge even said it. The fact that yeah. Danny, like, I was talking to Jack about this. The fact that Danny Ainge came yeah. out and was like, "Yeah, this team's definitely not good enough to win the championship." Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but he literally he's at said, right now too. Right now, so which that, means that, that kind of hints that he is planning or at least thinking about doing something. It, it's indicative. I I will say, getting back before we move on to another topic, um, in terms of trading. For that young, I think you have to think about salary wise because I don't think you you can't. I don't think you can trade Thompson for him. Like, how much is Thompson making? Nine, making nine point two, ten million. Yeah, I, that's I what I'm saying. If you maybe do Thompson and Javante or something like that. Maybe it, yeah, you, you'd have to actually match salary there. So you'd be looking at Thompson and another piece. And honestly, the one thing I will say that's going in Thompson's favor. With the way that like Time Lord's been playing, I think it's not going to be too long. And this might be a hot take, but I, I don't think it's going to be long removed from the fact that Time Lord is going to take that starting spot. I think mm-hmm. Time Lord's going to take that starting spot at center. And what you need now is the center that can play behind him. So that actually might play into Thompson's favor because he's signed long term. So I think he's. Is it a player option year two? Uh, no, I think it's just spot two years. Okay. Well, then that also plays into the favor because I, I still think about Daniel Tice's long term contract. I thought it was a team so, option. So, uh, real quick, um, Thad Young for Tristan Thompson straight up works. So. Really? Yep. So interesting. Works yeah, the Tristan Thompson's spot two years. Yep, I did, they use the trade machine. And, and I, I didn't know if they were factoring the trading subject because there is uh, $4 million in salary difference between them, which is a lot. It's, you know, uh, almost, you know, 25% of the contract or whatever would be a little more than that, uh, 25% more than, than Thompson makes. So, uh, I threw in Cornette just to see, like, event does that put it over? And it did. So it said Thompson for Young works straight up. Um, and then the ESPN. So ESPN trade machine, uh, according to them, that, that would yeah, – uh, Go attack would... them if it's wrong. Go, go attack ESPN if it's wrong. But, yeah, moving on to the next one. I'm going to skip around here. So in essence of time, uh, I want to talk about Al Horford and the Thunder mm. players you can package around with it. You know, obviously other Thunder players you could try to get in a Give package. Give the farm it. for Al Horford. 
Uh, they got Mike Muscala, George Hill, Justin Jackson. Trevor Ariza's taking a break. I think he's pulling an Andre Iguodala last season move right now. Where he's no, like, I think he has, like, he's fighting for custody of his son. Didn't you tell me that? I did, but then, Somebody like, I've told all, me that. I, I, I researched it, and it said that, but I also think it's, like, partially, like, I don't want to play for OKC. Like, I think it's a mix of both. But regardless, Al Horford is the topic of discussion here. What, what do we think about a reunion there? I mean, I don't love it. I don't think, you know, I, I still think Al's contract with two more years after this it's it's kind of an albatross I mean we saw what Philly had to do to to get rid of it I mean they had to take on Danny Green who a lot of people didn't want uh, either and I forget what else they had to they had to do to make you know function and make it work but Al I mean as Tim just said people are already uh, not just him a lot of people are talking about wanting Robert Williams to start soon here so I mean I want a, like a you know a nice center that, that's a significant upgrade from those guys if I'm really going to trade for one and because of his salary because of where he's at in his career because of you know his age I just don't think Al's that guy if I'm trading for a center I want it to be you know Vucevic which is I know a lot to ask or even like at the, at the bare minimum I want it to be Jonas Valanciunas like somebody that I, I view as a significant upgrade from what they have and if it's not that I, I just don't think at this point in his career, Al's that. I don't think he's as good. He, he can be as good defensively as he was in the past. And, you know, I think they have other guys. Like, I think Tice now gives them probably a little more defensively than, than Horford would. Certainly not, you know, going to be. A, I don't know about that one. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about I that I mean, one Al is, what, 34 years old at this he's, point? 33 years old? I mean, right now, Al is averaging 15, uh, 14.5, 6.8 rebounds, 3.7 assists, uh, I mean, around a block and a steal a game. So yeah, what are his, what are his he, splits? His splits, let me look at that for you. Uh, 44.4 from the field, 37.7 from three. That's so, not bad. That's not really bad. Solid. Wish the field goal percentage was higher, but three points is yeah. not bad. Also, he's, he's 30. For the Thunder, so. yeah. yeah, but he's he's 34, and he's about to – just like a matter of months. I think he's, what, three or how four do, months how away do you feel, How do you feel about P.J. Tucker? Um, yeah, I know what you're going to say, because he's, he's up there in age two. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's so I, I understand what the pay grade, if, you, if you're well, the difference, about contract is. The difference yeah. there is P.J. Tucker's not under contract for years to come. Yeah, that's true. And Tucker isn't, uh, years left, right? and Tucker's, I know they're, you know, they're similar in some ways, but Tucker's just entirely different position. I view Tucker way more as a wing than Horford. I know Tucker can play some small ball oh, center, but. Five. I mean, Tucker's a lot more mobile than Horford is at this point. Uh, so I just, you know, I think Horford, you saw it even in his last year with the Celtics. You know, he was, the year before, he was this Giannis stopper. He was, you know, you know praised as this Giannis stopper. And the, year, the next year, Giannis got better too. So, and then, you know, talking about the MVP. But, he, you know, he wasn't up to that level defensively. And then last year with uh, Philadelphia, he couldn't do a lot of this, those same things. So he's, as he continues to age here, he's losing a little bit on that end. And I actually... You know, I, I, I just like what Tice gives them. I think he can approximate what Horford would give you. He can give you, you know, some he, he can do a lot of the same things, not quite as well, but I just I think that he can be that piece for you. I'd rather not I'd rather pay him, you know, five than Horford thirty. I think Horford's your bailout option. There's like a couple of players I think that are on the trade market that are what I call pull the cord, where it's like you've missed out on all the big targets and here's who's left, who will still help you, but is still not your first choice. I think Horford falls into that umbrella. And if, go ahead. Yeah. I thought, no, I thought you were done. No, no, if the contract on. wasn't so big, it would be an absolute no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. 
Because I, I can't imagine that, well, honestly, if the contract wasn't so big, the price would probably be higher. But the price probably isn't that high, which is something two thumbs up from Sam. Um, <laughs> second, I think, one, you mentioned Robert Williams. Horford was a huge mentor to Williams, so if he comes back, that continues. Williams continues to grow. Not that he's not growing as it is, because he's been excellent. Um, but Horford also, if you, now I know it didn't work in Philadelphia. And I know I'm going to get flamed for saying it, but if you wanted to play him at the four with Williams at center, if you want him to start, it's different. It's a different situation because in Philadelphia, Embiid is a post player. He that is where he's at his best, working in the post. And Horford wasn't able to do that. He wasn't effective. If Horford's in Boston, Williams is not a post player. He is a energy guy, uh, cut, finish, lob. Horford can throw lobs out of the post, dude. He can facilitate from the mm-hmm. post. Like, that would be excellent. I'm not saying it's yeah. – it might not be as amazing as I'm trying to make it out to be because I, I like Al a lot, and mm-hmm. I think he's a good guy. And I think he would – he get, he, we already know he gets along well with the guys that are still on the team. Um, you know, there are some people that have left but he might not have liked too much. <laughs> can you blame him? Probably not. Um, but, yeah, I think – and plus, I just think he – he already has defensive chemistry with the guys that are on the team. And I think that helps a lot too. Not that the guys that are on the team don't, because obviously they are on the team playing with these guys every night. I don't know. I, I think he's also an excellent guy to put at the free throw line to break the zone because of his ability to facilitate. Mm, yeah. I, I like Al, if I'm not mistaken, his contract is like 27 and a half this year, 27 next year, and then 14 and, the and a third, half guaranteed. Yep, yeah, guaranteed that last year. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, unless Danny Ainge thinks, because that lines up pretty well with the Kemba Walker contract, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure Kemba Walker's contract is uh, off the books around the same time as Al's would be. And so if they are thinking, okay, we'll, we'll try it with this team. Al Horford is, like what you said, Tim, one of these last-ditch options to help the Celtics this year and in the next couple of years. We'll see how well that team does. And when it doesn't, when their contracts are up, we have all this cap space in the world to rebuild with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, reformulate the team. Uh, I like Al Horford, uh, again, like all of you guys said. Maybe not the first option, but definitely not a bad one. Next team I want to talk about, talk about any player you want from this team is the Orlando Magic. I feel like they just have pieces upon pieces that could help the Celtics. Uh, who is your guys' favorite trade target from the Magic, and what's a potential package you could throw together for that player? I mean, Aaron Gordon. I mean, Gordon is, just because of, I think, the fact that he's been out, he's, he's you know, I've, I've started to move away from from mm-hmm. wanting him although I, I would still really like him I still think he fits really well but as I look at like some of the other guys like you know the part of the reason I like Gordon is because he can do a little bit of everything you know as far as scoring defending and everything like that and maybe you know the value will have gone down because uh or the price will have gone down because he's been out here and, and that's something that you can be intrigued by but I mean I like a lot of these guys but like I said you can just pick it pick it off the roster if you really want to swing big if you think you know magic like the assets you have you know, swing for the fences and get Vucevic, that would be, you know, not a bad option. If you want just bench scoring, like wing scoring, you know, you can grab Fournier, you can grab Terrence Ross, you know, and if you want that, you know, something in the middle of those two things, it's it's Aaron Gordon. So, uh, you know, I, I really like all those options. I, Jack, I know you also threw, you know, Michael Carter-Williams out as a guy that you kind of like on that roster. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to rank it, I guess in terms of what I want, it's it's tough for me to find a place for Gordon, but I, I think I would take Fournier over Ross, and I'd really like Vucevic. Um, I just don't think it's realistic, but you know, really, if they can make any of those trades with the Magic, I think I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. 
What about the rest of you guys? Tim, you go ahead. I think both of those are good targets. Ultimately, I think Vucevic or Gordon are probably the two I'm looking at. I think Vucevic kind of fits that mold if you want to go for an offensive-minded five, or if you really want to try it out and like go real deal with the double bigs. I think that's a good choice because Vucevic is a good double offensive bigs. player. Dude, like double that's bigs. the only <laughs> couple of pimps last night broke the zone. They had three; all three of their bigs were in double digits for scores. I know they were Excellent in their teens. The bigs, yeah, honestly. So uh, that so part of that could be an argument for not moving any of the bigs, but I think. My opinion is is you're trying to trade for a guy who's under contract long term, someone who's going to be here for at least two years. Uh, so I think Vucevic fits that mold. I think he raises your ceiling. I think he ultimately, outside of Rob being you know the defensive beast lob threat he is, I think Vucevic would come in and be your most established big. I think offensively he gives you something that you don't necessarily get consistently from Daniel Tice. You're definitely not getting it from Tristan Thompson. And Rob's more of a rim runner than anything else. He's not going to be taking jump shots. So I think Vucevic is probably the guy I would look at if you're looking for bigs. I think Aaron Gordon is probably very narrowly behind him. I would worry about that ankles injury just because I don't know how long that's going to be bothering him for. But Gordon fits your timeline a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Sam, Magic trade assets, what do you think? I think your best bet is to get – Fournier or Ross because in, in all honesty I think the biggest need right now for Boston is more depth wing wise mm-hmm. I think if you have Fournier that makes you so much better because you can probably bring him off the bench to score and it's kind of a need I mean there are a lot of too many offensive lulls I think for the Celtics and it really fucks them over once in a while um, you know last night we saw they couldn't score against the zone uh, solution was double bigs but oddly enough there's a lot of times where that happens, where they just – in the fourth quarter too. Like, look at the Lakers game. They were up seven, and then all of a sudden L.A. had a one-point lead like three minutes into the quarter because they can't score. Mm-hmm. Stops are great, and I, I think defense is very important, which is I, I like Horford too. Um, but I don't think a big is a 1,000% need. I think you have two bigs that are playing really good on a pretty consistent basis, and then Thompson is good once in a while. Um, Gordon. He's injured, which means his value could be low. And if the value is low and the price is right, sure, why not? He's young. Well, he's not that young. He's like the same age as Marcus, same draft. Mm-hmm. Still pretty young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. If the price is right on that one, keep your mm-hmm. eyes on it. I don't like overpaying for guys. I'm too, you know, I don't like sending guys out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's something there. Like, Neesmith has been playing. Oh, he's been excellent. He's been hustling. He hasn't been shooting, but he's been playing hard which is good. It's very bare minimum what you want from him. Pritchard has been good this year, except for yesterday. Um, You know, like there are guys that like teams want, and I'm like too afraid to give up. But I think Fournier isn't going to cost you that much. Even Terrence Ross wouldn't be too, too bad. Um, Yeah, I don't, I really don't think there's anybody that I look at on the Celtics and like besides Brown and Tatum that I'm like, I wouldn't trade. Like, it's all just about value to me. To me, you know, trading Marcus for Aaron Gordon is that's like right in the line. Like I, I wouldn't quite do that, but if well, I would magic, never do that, <laughs> if the magic wanted to, you know, set, wanted to discuss Peyton Pritchard, I wouldn't hang up the phone. Like, you know, I, I like Pritchard. I don't know if I would do that either, but look, you guys no. are shaking your head. Who's better? Aaron Gordon or Peyton Pritchard? Who's better? That's right. I don't, think, I don't think that's fair. I don't think Aaron Gordon's that good, I, I, to be but, honest. Okay, I don't think he's, why, I don't think Pritchard's better. I, but that I is why I would Gordon's discuss it, though. Better. That's what I'm saying. To me, that's that's all it is. 
Gordon but you're just thinking about this season. You're just thinking about this one and, season. But I, a, a little bit, but I think Gordon can be good for a really long time too. And I think Gordon's ceiling's higher than Peyton Pritchard's as well. But I, I, think, th- I don't think he fits nearly as well as Peyton Pritchard. James. No, and I, well, and I no. think it also comes down to rotations, right? So, like, why would you weaken your guard rotation to go ahead and add another big man? Listen, like, I'm not trying to I see mean, Jeff well, Teague is, out there, Chief. Oh, Gordon, <laughs> please no. Gordon can play. Gordon can play more wing. Gordon, and maybe who knows? Maybe you get. He can. Um, maybe that's you get a need. Much, look, and and not uh, that this is any great shakes, but maybe you can get Jack's guy, uh, Michael Carter Williams, back, so you don't have to play oh, deep. I know. Dude. Get, get, out here, get out of here! Get out of here! Boston guy, you this team. Maybe maybe Look, he gets motivated to play for the Celtics. I don't like Mark Carwell's either. Maybe maybe you can find another guard. But my point being, Gordon's better than Pritchard. He can be a part of your team for a really long time. So that's why I'm I'm not hanging up the phone there. I know we I know we've fallen in love with Pritchard, but at the end of the day, it's you know you have to make those tough decisions. And if that's what it came down to to get Gordon, if it was if the Magic were saying we're going to ship Gordon to this other team. Unless you throw Pritchard in here, I hang up, dude. Screw that. Do. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Depends what you're already to giving. Me, that's, to me, you're improving the team. Well, for for one, you can't trade them upright. You can't. You can't. No, but you, salary. Well, Gordon. Yeah, but Gordon can fit into the trade exception, and Gordon's a guy. Yeah, I wouldn't no, use. but again, you can't aggregate salaries, so you can't. I don't think you can combine a player with that salary. You can you no? Know, you you can you can trade players with the trade exception the only thing is that they they can't add on to I'm, the I'm trade I'm pretty exception. sure he's right I don't think you can trade like like what is it like Tristan Thompson and the exception for Bradley Beal but I think you can trade players yeah. and the exception to get players if that, they fit within the trade exception I think so yeah. I'm not 100% I still sure wouldn't do that sure. because I, I wouldn't either Pritchard's almost a 50 40 90 rookie and he'd be the first in NBA history to do that that's yeah, well. Dude, that's insane. I would never move I mean, that for Aaron Gordon. I, I will say a lot of guys are starting to do the 50-40-90 thing that aren't like Larry Bird and Steph Curry. Like, wasn't Malcolm Brogdon doing it last season? Brogdon's like, a, a wicked good player. I love He's Malcolm a really Brogdon. good player. And, and also, also another four-year college. He's, he's not, he's not Look, Curry and, or Bird, though. He's yeah, worth he's better than so. Aaron Gordon. One of these yeah, things yeah, is not Brogdon's like definitely better than Aaron okay? Gordon. You think Brogdon's world's better than Aaron Gordon? Yes. 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 Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> I don't think world better. I think incrementally, maybe. I think Brogdon could be an all star this year. Realistically, yeah, I think really like and, and we've heard, by the way, like other NBA people, like Zach Lowe has said, like, he's always said, I really want to see Gordon on a good team because I think he can do some of the things that Draymond Green does. And I, like, I want to see that too. I think maybe he's I think right. Aaron Gordon, I think Aaron Gordon could fit here as like a great piece if you're running lineups of. You know, Brown at the two, Tatum at the three, Gordon at the four. You're all automatically insanely switchable. If you have a lineup where you really need the defense and you put Smart at the one, like, that's going to be a really hard lineup to I, score on. I really um, like Aaron Gordon. Also, not only is he really good defensively, he can also bring that, you know, I'm going to call it secondary scoring, which, of course, I mean, don't not the second option, but that bench scoring or, you know, the extra scoring that you need at the wing to you know he, he can do both of those things that's why i really like him so much he's a he's a great defender and he can give you that you know a little bit of scoring he's not an elite scorer but you know he can do a, a lot of that still too with his athleticism and he's, he's you know he's pretty good he's a, he'd be a good you know again i'm gonna call it a secondary option as a score that the celtics need so i think gordon brings them a lot of things they need that's why you know i'm i'm not turning my nose up at that i, I i'm sorry i know we all love peyton Pritchard, but Eric gordon's just <laughs> yeah, better no, that's not happening i'm not moving Pritchard for him they, they can get draft capital. I'd, I'd make it move, but I'm not moving Pritchard. I think Pritchard is just someone that, like, a lot of people see as, like, the, the future point guard after Kemba. Yeah. And that's kind of – I don't know if I could – you would say it's hard to find, but 
he seems to be a good fit. He makes decent decisions. He plays gritty defense, which is what people like here. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I would do that. Night. 07 last night. Oh, he had uh, a KJ, <laughs> I, I fought with you on the post game last night, KJ. KJ's trying to come at Peyton Pritchard for having one off night. I'm like, dude, you like why? He had one oh, bad Dude, I'll tell you what. He had an off night, but I still would have rather look, had him out there look, than T. I mean, look, I'm just worried that we're going to throw away a great opportunity because we've fallen in love with this guy a little too early. I mean, it's only been a few months, guys. I know I know you really like him. I know he does all the right things for you, and you guys are ha- you guys are getting along great, but it's only been a few months, guys. He's you're, got, not, you're not there yet. He's gotta be, he's, is he? Would you consider him in the running for rookie of the year? In the running, probably not. I mean, I, I would consider him like an all rookie first teamer. For yeah, sure. like, okay. I think that's, well, that's pretty. That's like, pretty damn good. That's pretty yeah, damn but good. And now a quick word from our sponsor. But you know who else made the all rookie first team? Michael Carter Williams. All right, <laughs> he was rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, rookie, he was rookie of, the year. of the year. In fact, yes. I know, but I'm um, saying it's too early to give up on a guy for somebody who's. I'm not giving up on him, but that's different. That I'm is not what you're doing. Exactly it kind of is doing that because you're you're yeah, saying he's not going to be more impactful than Aaron Gordon. No, no, no. Did the Celtics give up on Al Jefferson? No, they traded him for a really good player. I'm not giving up on Peyton Pritchard. I'm just looking at the trade and I'm saying I'm getting a really good player in exchange that I like and I think fits well with the roster. I mean, he's not. He's not KG. No, 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 no. But you're not trading someone that's. But you know, Peyton Pritchard's not quite as good as Al Jefferson either. Like he, you know, he's he's a step below as a prospect. But I just look at Peyton Pritchard, and I think he could be really good. I mean, he could be a really, really good player. I I still think his ceiling is like only a tick or two above where Gordon is right now. And who knows if he'll even reach that ceiling? So I, you know, and I think Gordon can get even better maybe with Boston. So I I like the deal. I think that you know, like as as I said, it's. I know it, it's hard to give up on these guys, especially when they endear themselves to the fan base so much. But if you ask most people around the NBA right now who's a better player, they're, they're going to say Gordon. You well, know? That, that's just... not even what it's about. I, I think Gordon's clearly the better player right now. Yeah, I right like now Gordon. for sure. Good, I, I would player. love Gordon yeah. on the Celtics. I just don't think that that's what you need, especially from what Tim said. If you get, trade away Peyton Pritchard, Jeff Teague's your bona fide backup point guard. Like he's going to get like, – Which is, which is tough. It's very yeah, tough. You could find other ways to trade for other point guards, you know? Maybe you, can... you go and get Rondo, right? You have a little bit of fun. <laughs> <Yeah, Rondo. laughs> no, go uh, ahead. I mean, I'm not against trading for Rondo. Yeah, go ahead and do that. You know, fine. But you, you can also Am I the for... only one that thinks he's a good fit? I, I, I think he's after, a great fit. I, after this, I like is what, this is what we combated on this before. I, no, but this like, is also a very good fit. This also works, you know, towards my point of saying, like, I don't think they need guard depth right now. But obviously, you trade away one of them, then of course you need them. So, like, I, you know, I, like... You don't need if guard depth make... if you don't trade one of them away. I think it's a very yeah. easy solution oh, right yeah. there. I don't think you trade away a rookie. The last time that the Celtics trade early on a rookie... I just think, I just think Chauncey well. Billups. <laughs> I think yeah. Chauncey Billups. I think Joe Johnson. Joe like, Johnson. I of, dude, I think of so many good players that you... Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, just don't trade a rookie I was like, halfway through a good career. I was watching a video the other day. It's like a Kyle Lowry with the Rocket situation, like right. Oh, like he, guards take so long to develop, and when a, guy, a guard shows this much promise at such a young age, I just don't want to give up on him so early. Yeah. Well, he's and not, I, he's, I know you're not giving up he, on him, but like he's not that him. young. He is young, but he's not as young as most rookies are. Yeah, that's well, yeah. He's, he's a four-year he's college athlete. Yeah, which is why he's so good right now. I think. Yep. I don't know. Uh, we we yeah, found the one I, I, thing okay, we disagree I'm, on. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think guards are kind of easy to find, and I, I get what you're saying about like guards I taking a while to, to develop sometimes. I think, but like, easier to find than guards. Yeah, you think, I think what? it's easier to? I think I it's think easier to find wings. wings than uh, I, I think, think it's wing. harder to find a guard that fits well. 
There I think point guard is guards. the deepest position in the NBA right now. I, I agree. Is, but how many yeah. are really, really a great fit? Honestly. I don't like, know. That's a, I mean, what, what do you mean? For the Celtics specifically? For the Celtics. Like, that's that's a thing. And I think going forward, he will be a really good fit. And that's, I don't know. I think, a, I think a lot of guys. Like, I think if you had – I mean, a guy I wanted in the offseason I was clamoring for was, like, a DJ Augustine who ended up signing with Milwaukee. Like, I think he would have been a nice back point guard to have. Like, fucking Jack, you know, dude. Jack Jack just looks so disgusted. I mean, yeah, I, we better change gears. All right, let me let – me, Dude, uh, that's so perfect! KJ's thing just said internal temp too hot. Relax. <laughs> oh, is that internal temperature too hot? Yeah. yeah it, 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 are these takes, no, no, no. Uh, it, fun uh, fact. Gonna... I, I made that face because I wrote an article on Jeff Teague the other day, and DJ Augustine is the one player in the league shooting worse from two-point percentage than Jeff Teague is. <laughs> so, but there's, there's in, in fairness thought. to KJ, I, I think it is an interesting idea of Gordon becoming better than he is now because he's a good fit with the Celtics, and that is intriguing to me. So I understand where KJ is coming from. I think that's a good point. I think you trade for him. I think you just don't move Pritchard. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know I, if you're going to have to. Don't get me wrong, Pritchard. guys. Like, yeah, exactly. I, would hold, I, I like Pritchard, and I would hold out until the very end. But if it, if it was, like, back against the wall time, like, I, he's my point is just that he's not untradeable to me. And, like, you know, it, it goes to another guy like Marcus Smart. Like, you know, there are certain guys out there I would trade Marcus Smart for. <laughs> like, it's a very <laughs> small list of yeah. guys that I, I would trade Marcus Smart for. Yeah. And I don't think KJ does either. But... KJ's list is probably longer than mine. It's fair. probably much longer than yours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all, it's like I said, it's all about just value me. Like, which player is better? Like, would I want this guy over the, like, you know. But you're just yeah, thinking like for this season is, that's my issue. I'm not only well, thinking Mark, this season. I like, think your, point, your point was like Harrison. After this season, Jeff, we've talked about, I've, I've talked about Harrison Barnes with you before. And, you know, yeah. you mentioned Harrison Barnes is a guy that can help the Celtics for years and years. Gordon's younger. Gordon can do the same thing. He can help the Celtics for years to come. It's not just, oh, this se- If I was talking about trading for Al Horford, then yes, it would just be this season. And I told but you like, I wouldn't Gordon- trade Pritchard for Barnes either, though. Like, I, I wouldn't no, do that. No, I know, either. but my, no, my point being, though, that Gordon can help the team for even longer. Gordon could be on this team and a good piece for, theoretically, if you stayed here, seven, eight years. You know? My so- thing is they, they help the Celtics in very different ways, and I think the way that Peyton Pritchard could help the Celtics is more important than the way Gordon can help the Celtics. Yep. That's my that's just that's just my opinion there. Yeah, that's not a bad argument. I just think, you know, Gordon is a player that they could really need, not mm-hmm. just as a bench piece. I think he could start in certain games as yeah. at the four and like I said, be very versatile. Like I like that kind of versatile piece, the guy that can guard multiple positions. He can guard the three or the four, and then if you really want to play small ball, he can go down to the five too. So, you know, I, I really like the idea of Gordon from that standpoint. And, you know, like I said, I I understand. I understand. I'm I'm coming for, you know, the the baby right now. I'm saying, you know, I'm that's not even it though. It's not like he's the chosen like, no, one. No, it is. It's you know, you, you have a new baby, and I'm the guy coming in saying that baby's ugly, right? You know, <laughs> fuck uh, that baby. Uh, that's not even but, it though. I just think I just think he has room to grow, and I think he fits with the Celtics better than Aaron Gordon could. I guess it's just an opinion thing. Though. I think you're taking no, but, you a know, gamble yeah, by adding like, someone new into the equation and mm-hmm. assuming that they're going to be better here. Well, I mean. I, if it ain't you you kind of have to do it. that at this point. Yeah, well, this, yeah. So it is broke. That's the thing. Well, not Pritchard. Pritchard, not, Pritchard, Pritchard, not. Pritchard is not broke. Yep. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. you know, like that clip of Mike Gorman where he's, and I, I'm not comparing this too much, but you know that clip of Mike Gorman from years ago where he's saying like, I wouldn't give up Jared Sullinger, and I, you know, I don't want to give up Tyler Zeller. I, I don't want to give up Baby. Like he's going through the entire Celtics roster and he's saying, I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. And like, you know, people always that's me. The Celtics. 
overvaluing their players and stuff like that. And and I'm not saying we're doing I, that. I would I'm, trade not saying, I'm not I, saying you guys are totally doing that with Peyton Pritchard. Okay, because I, I said Peyton Pritchard is really good. But like Avery Bradley was also really good. And Jay Crowder was also really good. But like there were probably trades available that maybe should have been made with those guys, you know. Different kinds of players. Different kinds of players entirely. I think this goes back I to us believing that different. Wing players are more easy to find than guard players. You can, you can slap a yeah. wing or, or a de- defensive-minded guard in there. And, like, that's very different for what you're getting for Peyton Pritchard. And you're also talking about a rookie who's, like, halfway through his rookie season. Like, that's... Yeah, but I think that's... I don't really care that much about that. Like, the fact that he's a rookie, like, it, you know, I, I don't, like, see any insane value in the fact that he's a rookie. Like, yeah, He's he, under he, contract. He's under team control for multiple years. That's and what he's I see. cheap, cheap money. And so, my yes, thing there is, is absolutely value there. I don't even like care about the rookie thing that much because I trade Aaron Neesmith. Like he's playing great right now, and I'm not yeah. completely closed off to that idea. I just think that Peyton Pritchard so so showed so much, and that he can be such a unique value to this team that I, I wouldn't yeah. trade him for. A guy. I think it's because he's smart. Like he he yeah. makes yeah. like good decisions. He probably turns he the ball checks all the boxes. Think, but he just checks all the boxes. Uh, yeah, but let's go back to Marcus real quick because KJ, we we talked about our list, and here's the re. And I've said this millions of times to Jack. <laughs> the reason I and very against trading Marcus is because we're talking about value, right? Mm. Players like Marcus are much more rare than let's say a scorer. Okay. Guys like Marcus are very rare. Plus Marcus has improved his offense very much and he's a decent playmaker, but I mean, you don't find Marcus, Marcus kind of guys out there. You find plenty of, whatever you're probably trying to trade him for out there, like all the time, unless it's like a superstar, which is, a, it, it's a Homer, Homer take. I, and I already know not KJ's argument too not. for this. And I, I kind of agree with KJ, but I also agree with Sam's point. KJ, is your argument going to be yes, but you don't need a Marcus Smart type player to win a championship? I mean, I've said that in the past, but what I was going to say now was <laughs> rare doesn't mean good. Like, you know, like, you know what else is rare? The Black Plague right now. That's pretty rare, <laughs> but it's not good. And I'm not saying Marcus is, like, the Black Plague is definitely bad. I'm not saying Marcus is bad, but I'm just saying, that those, you know, it's not a simile for good. Uh, it, you know, or uh, a synonym, I should say, sorry. But, um, yeah, you know, the, my point with Marcus is, like, yes, you know, he, he gives you those little things, and, and I like it. But it's, again, the thing of which player is better. Like, and, you know, after last night, definitely cooled on John Collins after last night. That was not a good performance <laughs> from John Collins. I mean, my goodness. Uh, so I, I don't know that I would do that anymore. Uh, but like I said, there, there's still certainly players out there. Like you, if you guys want to, you know, rattle, just rapid fire rattle some players off and ask about trade market smart for them, that might be a fun idea. But you know, ask and, us and both. I, we can see if we can agree on one. All right. Tim, you okay. I see. Yeah, I see go, Tim go, sighing at something. What was that? So, what were you making a face at? You John were Collins? you you, you yeah, because you were raking Pritchard over the coals about a bad game, and then like. John Collins has one bad game. No, like, I think oh, he I was just to... trolling with Pritchard. I don't think he's like. No, he was serious. Sick. He brought this up on post. No, 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 no. I was trolling a little bit. I, I was doing it just because yeah. I knew how you. He's just busting but balls. I, no, I don't what do you mean? I said Pritchard bad. had a bad game, and I said <laughs> Collins had a bad game, and I cooled on him. I don't, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was disappointed that bad game. I don't think that was inconsistent. I think, I think writing off a dude for like one bad game. Is... I wasn't writing him off. I was just well, saying. No, I think if you're saying like, oh, I'm not going to trade for John Collins, and I'm like, dude, John Collins would be perfect for the Celtics system. I think, yeah, I just, like, 
I, I don't like I the approach saying, of like I a was, dude has I, one I was, bad game I didn't say, and it's like I didn't oh say I trade he needs to be traded or oh I'm not gonna trade for him. No, I didn't say I wouldn't trade for him. I said I've cooled on the idea of specifically of trading smart for him because before I was open to that. Now I'm like uh, you know maybe I, maybe I trade for him for if you want to throw those other pieces we've talked about before, Neesmith, Smith, whatever else in a package for him. Like then I'll I'll talk about it. But uh, you know I don't think I'm giving smart Marcus smart anymore. I, because I that, think that's the only. I, I think we should look at the rest of the list because I know Sam's tight on time. But I, okay, yeah, just, I know I, I know. I'll Ballard's go till two twenty. Fuck it, about. you know I'm all in. <laughs> I was literally I opening my quick. laptop so I could send you guys all a message saying I would stay for an extra however long. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, Radloff's name's high on the list, and I'll say if I, I think it'll be less than you think if we're talking about actual realistic players they could trade for. But I'm actually going to trade Marcus more. But just rattle off some uh, some possible trade options for them that are that are pretty good, and I'll tell you about trade Marcus for. The thing is, I don't think most of the options I have written down. You don't. I don't think you'd have to trade Marcus Smart for, which is kind of like what I was looking for. Not that I'm not like completely closed to the idea of it. Um, I I really think Danny's in a tough situation. I'll say this before we get going with that, because what the starters like of Marcus, Jalen, Jason, and Kemba have played like 21 minutes this season together. So you it. it when you get into trading those guys, I think it's a lot harder because you don't know what you have yet. I, I know they played all together last season, but this team hasn't really played any healthy games together. So you really they played well last season. Yeah, together. exactly. So Danny has to tread carefully when he's making these moves, uh, though they do have to be made, which is why it's bad because he has to tread carefully. But moves do have to be made. and now Kemba seems like he's finding his footing a bit too. Exactly, which is it, it just makes everything harder. I'm I'm happy it's making it harder because I want Kemba to play well, but it makes the stuff a lot more difficult for Danny. But I, I agree. I, mean, I will Jack, say I like think I, I want to see what Sam thinks about this. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to see what Sam thinks about this. So Sam, in the future, okay, Carl right. Anthony Towns becomes available to you. This is the, okay. the Timberwolves want smart as part of the package. Do you give him up? Yeah, probably. Okay. Because okay. Towns is well, I'm gonna I'm gonna like just play devil's <laughs> advocate. I, I would, yes. My answer is yes. But dude, Towns like hasn't done shit. I mean he hasn't won anything. Yeah. He's made the playoffs once, and the team he was in the playoffs with was a good team. They were only the eighth seed, and they got swept or they won one. Won one. They won one. So I mean like Dude's been in the league for five, six years now, made the playoffs once. Is it his fault? Probably not completely. Um, but it, it leaves a little bit to be wondered about how good he actually would be on a good team. But that being said, I still probably would have to do that because he's a he's a top center in the league. And my devil's advocate to that would be Devin Booker. You put him in a good situation, and obviously you see how well they do. Oh, oh I thought you were early. saying – no, no, no. I'm just saying, I, I think if you put the right player in the right situation, I think they can play well. And Devin Booker obviously lost for so many years. You add a guy like Chris Paul, which I know is very unique, right? Chris Paul is a very unique player, but you give him a good coach in Monty Williams, you give him a better situation with these players around him, and Devin Booker can win you basketball games. So. I think that's a really good point. I think when it comes down to guys like Booker, I think Booker also has a different mentality than Carlos D. Towns. Yeah. I think they're cut from a different kind of cloth. And also, it's, it's hard with positions, right? Because big men... Big men have to be like really tough. You yes. got to be tough as nails to be a big man because he if is you go not. against the big, <laughs> he's just he's just not like that kind of big. I don't know if he's more of a a, a stretch four as opposed to a true blue five of like getting or into the gritty. Yeah, like I don't know, and that's also another perfect example of a guy who hasn't won anything, um, who might be on the uh, plushier side of soft. So, I I think when you look at Marcus Smart, you have to think about contract. That's the biggest thing. Sam mentioned it. I don't think it doesn't expire next year, but I think it's the year after his contract will be up. So if you're looking at acquiring anyone specifically in this instance, John Collins, I think you do throw Marcus Smart in there because 
if you're trading for a guy like John Collins, eventually it means that you're going to be pricing yourselves out of Marcus Smart territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's is, also something to look, look is at. Is Smart going to get twenty million plus yeah. on his next deal? Eighteen million plus? Mm-hmm. Could could yeah? I mean yeah, probably eighteen is probably the, a good number to set it at eighteen to twenty-two, which is a lot. But they'll have bird rights on Marcus. Yeah, yeah but then but you're dipping into hard cap and like you're dipping deep into the luxury tax to keep Marcus Smart. Yeah, it's a lot. Wick has said he would do well. He didn't say Marcus Smart, but he said he would pay money to win. He he was willing to go into the the where he has to spend more money. I don't know how it all works, but and the other thing about that is like that's you know that's uh, an important point to think about is like well are you pricing yourself out of Marcus Smart and all all that stuff? But like if you're trading Marcus Smart, you're probably also trading for. I, I know you mentioned like you know, uh, Collins within that, but you're, you're trading for a player. You're also going to have to pay a lot. So like either way, mm-hmm. whether you trade him or not, those price considerations are still, you know, going to come into play at, yeah. at a certain point when you have to pay whoever you're going to have to pay. So, um, whether yeah. it's smart or somebody else. So it, it's, com- it's comparative, right? So like if you're, if you're trading for Collins and you're not dealing smart, you have to pay Collins long-term if you're giving up assets for him. It can't be a one-year rental based on his age. He's only 23 years old. He fits your timeline. It, he's, I think he's friends with Jason Tatum. Like it, it would make sense to, to make that kind of move. But if you're keeping Marcus Smart, it's like, okay, you're doing one of two things. You're either hoping that Marcus Smart is going to take a team discount to stay long-term. <laughs> Which like, he did I, once already, kind of. I, I don't know how much of. he was going to get paid that year when he signed. Because I know but the it, Kings were interested, right? It's a fairly team-friendly deal. I, I here's the thing. Like, I'm not. Sh- I feel like I, my heart says he would, because I I know he really loves playing in Boston. He really loves the Celtics. But he already did it once. Mm-hmm. Okay, to some degree, but yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's. In it. I I also was. I would have put my house on Orford to to do it. So well, um, I mean, this is this is uh, what Kyrie. I say about Marcus is just from the contract standpoint is. You know, Thompson expires at the same time, which is one of, like, I think the five highest contracts on the team right now. So it's $9 million, which would come off the books. And then the following year, Kemba will expire. So you're really talking about one year where it's tough to make it work. But, like, if you can, you know, and again, the, the salary is going to be ascending or, you know, however you want to describe that. So it, it shouldn't be too tough to make it work. It'd be a little difficult. Maybe, and at that point, maybe it is easier to deal Kemba Walker if you need, absolutely needed to, to make you know, the, the, the Marcus thing work and you say, well, he has one year left and we're not going to resign him and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not impossible. It's not like a mm-hmm. huge hindrance, but it's, it's obviously gonna be something they're gonna have to consider because, you know, it's, it's it, you know, anytime any of these guys come mm-hmm. up, it's, it's the conversation. I think if you trade Marcus, it has to be for somebody you want to pay more than Marcus. Which yep. is, yeah. I, I think, the whole thing. So it, that's I think, probably like, a short tough list. One for me is like Vucevic because like Vucevic very clearly better than Marcus, but with his age, he probably only has like two or three prime years and left. Fit, so yeah. it's like, it's so it's like how, how much of an impact does he make though? That's value and impact for are different. Right? Yeah, because I agree that he's absolutely a better player than Marcus. But how much of an impact is he going to make compared to Marcus? You could also argue I mean, he's I never had the he, opportunity though, because yeah, that's also true. Suck. I think he can come in and average like, you know, 17 to 20 points per game, depending on, you know, the amount of shots he gets. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the bare minimum, 17, I think. So, you know, I think he can be a player that turns you into top three or four offense in the NBA. And defensively, he should still be at least top 20. 
So, uh, you know, at the very least, top 20 is not great. Yeah, at the very no, least, but, top 20. <laughs> no, but I think that my point being that if you're good enough offensively yeah. that you can just tread water defensively, you can win a championship. See, my argument there, though, is if you're going for the all offense, no defense, and even like average defense, I know you have an argument against this, but like if you're going to have the great offense, there's already one of those in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to kill every other. No, Jack, but you know what I'm going to say. What am I going to say, Jack? I know. They have a terrible defense, and you'd at least have an average defense, but an average defense isn't going to stop those three. Is what no, I'm but you can you can stop them on you know a, cu- a few more yeah. possessions a game that could ultimately you know end up winning you the game. That's, That's my awesome. point, isn't it? You know, it's just it's all a math equation. You know, it's all ultimately it's about net rating. So can your yeah. net rating be really good? You know, you, know? you know what I wish the Celtics did? I wish the Celtics traded for Clint Capella last season. <laughs> that like I, it, all hindsight, like obviously they probably wasn't there, but like that just thinking back and how well he's doing for the Hawks. That apparently they were really close at one point. Yeah, in, um, they were super close. When was and it? Was Marcus uh, Smart? Marcus Smart was the asking price. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, uh, would you would you trade Marcus w Smart for, for Danny? Capella? Yeah, oh, dude, I, I wouldn't. Look how Rob's playing. We we talked yeah. about it. Yeah, the exactly. Car. You already have Rob, dude. Literally, and I've you said this a, millions of times. Different Jack. Skill. He is yeah. the same dude when he's gonna hit. He's gonna he's gonna have. Or I don't know if he's the same, but he's gonna have the same kind of ascendance to being like, oh, this guy is actually like good. Yeah, yeah. I as good you. as Rob was, he still had a few plays last night where you were like, uh, they got him, got him. And, uh, and those, I just those worried, don't go away. The goaltending one was my favorite. <laughs> 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 so it goes up. Yeah. Like, everyone's just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I still worry that he's – I just think, like, he's not the smartest player. You know, he's just not. And, I like, Clint Capella, I worry he's never going to be on that level that Clint Capella is at just because he, uh, he's not going to – he's not going to have the game mentally. And Clint Capella is not, like, any savant. But Clint Capella, like, I just worry that Rob's never even going to be at that level as far as, like, basketball intelligence, basketball IQ. I think he can get like, there, but I don't well, you know, know you, you bring Al Horford back, he mentors him a little <laughs> bit, teaches him some defensive he's just, positioning. He, like, the, the word I always use to describe, like, Rob is just, he's he's way too eager. He's way too eager all the You're time right. to make the yeah. play. It's, and it, it, it kills control him. that, I think, will be good. But He had a but, crazy play last night where he jumped up, got pump faked, was able to literally, <laughs> like, come back down and block him. And Capella went up when he was, like, at the peak of his first jump. And he got back down and still blocked him. If he can yeah, learn to, like, have the smarts, then he'll be an elite defender. And I think that's control. Mm-hmm. Bringing it's it back to the beginning, it's one of those plays in 2K where you're like, how did that guy block? I pumped yeah. him, that guy still blocked me. How did <laughs> and they like, block you with yeah. their fucking thigh. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> uh, but uh, with the 10, 15 minutes we have left, I want to throw out some bigger names. And we can go, like, quick little thoughts on them. We don't have to go into it. Huge discussions, but I'll start off with Victor Oladipo on the Houston Rockets because this is a guy I don't mind. So I want to know your guys' quick thoughts on that. Uh, we'll just go around the horn here. We'll start with KJ, then Sam, then Tim. KJ, Oladipo's tough because he just the contract situation. Also, I mean, I I'm not a big proponent of this. I don't I don't think it's as, as big of a concern as Sam does, but I do worry about fit with Oladipo because he would be the third fourth option. Is he going to be happy with that? Because I think that became a problem in Indiana at times. Not that he. You know, just how far he fell down the pecking order there. And, you know, I, I think, I, I, you know, he could really only be the third or fourth option here. And I, I don't I don't know if he'd be happy with that. So and also, I don't know what you would have to give up. Like, you know, again, he's expiring. So, you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be a ton. Maybe it'd just be a little more than what you would have to give up for, you know, a guy like Fournier or something. But, you know, ultimately, I, I just I don't know if Oladipo would be happy here. And I think that could end up being a problem in the future. So I don't love it. Um, I remember like 
we were talking to Adam Taylor about this. I don't remember where it was, Jack. It was in a chat somewhere. And he was saying he didn't yeah. love Oladipo because it's kind of a lose-lose. Oh, I think it was when the Hayward thing was happening, actually. Um, it's a lose-lose because if he doesn't play well, then you don't get your value. But if he does play well, then uh, he's going to get paid and leave. Mm-hmm. So if you if the price is right, I think that's a decent idea. I think he it is um you know it's a factor if he wants to is willing to take a smaller role i think he might be someone and you guys are going to clown me for this that you could bring off the bench to be a scorer because you already have three scorers in your starting lineup but if you bring off the bench he gives you a little bit of a spark if he wants to embrace that role not that you really have a choice to ask him before you trade for him but i think it's an interesting interesting fit mm-hmm. if the price is right which for me is like nothing so because <laughs> all these other teams are getting guys for a bag of chips. Yeah, the yeah. Celtics they want an arm and a fucking leg for everybody. Like, what did the Hawks give it, for it's, fucking Capella? It's, it's what did they it's give? Nothing. nothing. It's because yeah. it's any age, man. And it, it look, I I like yeah. Oladipo. Uh, I guess my question is fit. I I think I wonder fit and also yeah contract. I think future contract is something that worries me. If, if the question is a matter of picks, if Depot comes out and says I want to play for Boston, yeah, great fucking trade for that guy like, make <laughs> it happen if a dude wants to be here and is willing to take on a certain kind of role then make it happen but other than that yeah i would be very worried about it i know he came out and was on an interview or something talking about wanting to win so that could be a thing if he wants to win and wants to win in boston great if not yeah i'm a little bit a little bit sheepish on that s- subject i i just don't think i i worry about fit i think he's I not know, much of a I, wing and I know we talk about the whole thing of, well, what did the Hawks give Capella? You know, but they did manage to make that 14 pitch. So the Rockets did get Covington, you know, in, in the end. So, you know, blame the Timberwolves if you want to for what they, <laughs> they ended up doing. But it's not like the Rockets just gave them away to Atlanta. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely Timberwolves are stupid. Yeah. Let's talk about what giveaways. Fucking Derek Rose, bag of chips. Yeah. Not that he's amazing or anything, but like, and I'm not saying that the Celtics should have won about him this season, but I remember last season. That would have been something yeah. I would have been really interested in. Dude, they get him for fucking nothing. Dennis Smith Jr., are you fucking serious? <laughs> I mean, Dennis Smith like, Jr., he had, he had an okay game the other night, actually. Like, not, uh, not nothing great. Man, like, yeah. I don't, I know, but, like, if you're the, if you're, like, the team giving up Dennis Smith, the Knicks, mm. like, dude, that's a no-brainer. Like, that never happens for the Celtics when it's someone. Like, it's never a no-brainer. It's leverage. Yeah, well, last it's night leverage. it wasn't so great. Last night it wasn't so great. It was an 07 for Dennis Smith, uh, so, so <laughs> not great. But um, uh, yeah, the uh, the two previous nights, ten points, nine points, uh, seven of fifteen shooting. So not bad. Even last night, four rebounds, five assists. So uh, Dennis Smith not not playing terrible because I saw someone tweet on Pistons Twitter. They were like. Dennis Smith playing like this when Derrick Rose just went, you know, whatever Derrick Rose was that game. I don't know. He was like, uh, not a great look for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Pistons is just where everybody goes to revive their career, I guess. Jeremy yeah. Grant, Josh Jackson, Mason Plumley. Like, prop, props to them. I think they'll be fine. But um, the next guy, I, I was going to go Harrison Barnes, but I feel like everyone's talked about Harrison Barnes, you know, talking Jack, to I have that. to say, by the way, just the Pistons thing, not working out for Julio before, but, you know. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's also true. I think he's hurt right now. But, uh, yeah, it's just they're, they're a mess. Next one, I'm just going to go down the, you know, never talked about route. Kyle Lowry. For the Celtics? At What's all. the price? I think he's a good fit, actually. It, if, you, it, if, the, if you're doing Kemba for him, is Kemba, that's, isn't that's it? what it is. Yeah, that's what uh, the price would have to be. Uh, After no last thing. night, it's tough. No. But... See, now Kemba's playing like a pimp, so no. Because yeah. Lowry sucks! 
Dude, Lowry doesn't suck, Sam. This, like, oh, that pisses me off when you say that because he's not. He doesn't suck. He lost to Celtics last year. He sucks. <laughs> I don't think he sucks. I just think, you know, Lowry. I consider it. I'm See, just I fucking with you. I, I think it's an all right fit because he's and you a know gritty why player. I consider it? It's because his contract's up the end of the season. Oh, I think right. at the most, it's. I guess that's a good point. But I think that if anything, it's a lateral move that you're, that's also going to just annoy Tatum a, a little bit because uh, Tatum likes Kemba a yeah, lot yep. still. Okay. And I just, I, I don't love the idea of it. And, and if, if, and here's the other thing about it is like you're saying his contract's up at the end of the year, so it helps you get out of Kemba's contract, which I know you weren't, you know. Yeah, that's, not, that's not exactly what I meant, but yeah. Continue. I know, but the, the point being that, uh, it, you know, if you're, if the idea is just that, I guess this wasn't your idea, but if the idea was just to get off the money, like right yeah. now, you, you save the ownership money, but it's not like they have another max slot because they're over the cap. So, yeah. you know, I, I think when I, I look at it, like I, I just rather keep Kemba at this point. I think, you know, it, it, for a lot of reasons, it's just, it's making a move that is really kind of just a, a little bit uh, needless, a little bit just too, it's complicating things for almost no real value in return like it's you know it, it's just it's a little too much for me my, a week ago is a different story jack but now kemba's playing like a pimp again like you can't you can't <laughs> be training him man like oh, he's yeah, got yeah, yeah. three good games in a row he looks like his old self he's getting to the basket he's not getting blocked anymore which is huge whatever yeah. that was about he figured it out because he was yeah. literally getting blocked every time inside he's finishing on dudes all the time now it's fine it is my- funny because it's kind of like the adam taylor thing you said with kemba which was that you know, you said the old depot thing was that if he doesn't play well, then you're not getting your value. And if he does, he's leaving and free agency and whatever. But the Kemba thing is like, if he's not playing well, he has no trade value. But if he is <laughs> playing well, you want to keep him. You don't want yeah. to trade him. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting catch 22 there. Uh, and I think there will be fans out there that say, oh, trade him now. His value's high. And it's like, it's still not that high. You know, he <laughs> said like, there's teams didn't just forget what happened in the first month of the season. I still think like, it's going to be very difficult for Kemba to build up his value back to a point where you can get uh, adequate value in return for him because otherwise you'd rather just hold on to him and hope he continue to play like this or that he plays like this when it's most important for him to play like this. Yeah, my, my thing with Kyle Lowry is just the playmaking and the defense, but I, I understand the point that it's just there, – there's no really other The defense is what does it for me yeah. because he's a gritty player. You don't need him to score a whole lot because you have Tatum Brown. And I'm sure if you had him, he would score in the situations you need him to. Uh, he was a real prick to play against the playoffs last year. <laughs> um, you know, that being said, like he was able, he carried them through game six in the overtime when Smart had a triple double and he was unreal. Um, I mean, it, it would be interesting. I'm not saying yeah. I, you shouldn't do it because I agree. I agree with KJ. It's a lateral move. It doesn't look good because Simba's hurt. You already have a bad reputation for the Isaiah thing, which isn't fair because other teams fucking do that shit too. Chicago did it with Derrick Rose. Toronto. No one fucking talks about that. Toronto. I mean, we just, we just talked about Philly. Philly traded Al Horford a year after they signed him a contract. No, like, no, yeah. no. I think it's more because they were hurt. I think that's why people are pissed about Isaiah because he was hurt and then they traded him and then he never yeah. recovered. Yeah. But Derrick Rose, they did the fucking same thing. So yeah. that's some bullshit. With that, we have, I think, five minutes till Sam has to go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you guys with one more name. It's another reunion name. I think he could come mm. and be like a, a Lou Will. Terry Rozier. What do we think about it. Terry? So, so is he going to be available? I, I mean, he could be. He's playing <laughs> He's playing out of his mind for the Hornets right now. I think yeah. he's averaging like 30 in the past month, which is kind of ridiculous. So the price might be a little steep. But in terms of the Hornets, they have two guards they'd like to start. 
whether those two guards are Lamelo and Rogier or Lamelo and Graham, right. Lamelo is going to be a part of that backcourt. So if they want to capitalize on value, Terry Rogier is going to be the one they should trade. Um, whether or not he'll be available for a cheap price is a different thing, but I think there's a chance Danny Ainge could work something out if the Celtics really wanted him back. Does he make like, a good amount of money? 18. 18 mil. So he fits in the exception. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to trade him. He's still kind of – oh, he's not that young. He's like 26, 27. Yeah. I remember that. Um, he He's shooting ridiculously well. I know. I just I don't think Rozier's going to be uh, – Rozier wasn't happy here before. And now that he's like proven to be like a really yeah. good scorer – I don't think he's going to accept that role. I, he didn't before when he wasn't, you know, nearly as deserving now as he is of perhaps a starting spot somewhere. So now I just, I don't think he would, he would be happy. I think he'd be a malcontent kind of like he was before. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, That's I don't fair. think it would be a good situation. I, I, I think it's different now. I think it, you've got a different person at the head at point guard. I think Kyrie, there was definitely butting heads. Kyrie, Kyrie. is a real prick. I think there was issues there. I think That'll there was issues it. there, man. I don't know. I, I think it was more just that he wanted to start. Like, he just wanted yeah. to be the guy. Like he, he, I think you know, there's opportunities for that if Kemba eventually, you know, his contract is going to wrap mm-hmm. up before T-Rose is over, right? Mm-hmm. I don't and think so. No, that, I think that's a good point, same. Tim. I was also going to say, like, uh, you maybe, I mean, it's not like a free agent signing where you really get to talk to the guy. But if, if, he, if he gets here for some reason and, like, they're like, listen, like, you're – Maybe they end up wanting to transition Kemba to the bench as the Lou Will, uh, if you will. Rhyme. Not really a rhyme to Lou Will. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like you could you could slowly transition Rozier into the starting role and Kemba being the spark plug if you wanted to. But what is the, the price would probably be a lot, man. Like, I don't know if the price is worth it. I mean, he's shooting 45% from three this season, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, he's not a good passer. That's the one thing. He's not a very good passer, not a great defender. He, he's very much like a Kemba, but just shooting better this season. I mean, he also is. wouldn't like, be able to wear the same number, and that'd piss me off. I mean, <laughs> Kemba, uh, well, like, him Grant. and Kemba signed the same offseason. So I think Rozier actually expires before Kemba, assuming Kemba picks up that player option, which he, which he will. Um, I, I just, I don't like it. I, I, didn't, I think Rozier was kind of a... I mean, he kind of runs hot. I I really think it was more the fact of his role that he was that he was upset with because they they did go on that great run with him starting, and then he felt like you know I, I should be the man somewhere, blah, blah blah, whatever. Yeah. And he got to do that in Charlotte, and now to some extent he's proven that he is a really good player, capable of you know doing a, a lot of that. So I think if you tried to return him to the bench now, it would just be a lot of the same problems. I think it'd be history repeating itself, and I, I don't like it. I don't know. Let me. I can double check. I don't know if he's come off the bench at all this season. Uh, no, he started every game he's played, uh, and the games he hasn't played is because he's been hurt. So it, it definitely be weird. I, I would like him off the bench, but like you said, KJ, I don't know how cool he'd be with that. He is a very hot, cold player. Like, hot yeah, cat, it's so. it's like the two K thing, you know. When you like when you play with the, the team in two K, you can throw anyone on the bench. You want to throw like uh, you know, I was gonna say Carmelo Anthony, thinking like you know, ten years ago when he was still really good. But you know, oh, you I remember he throw... didn't want to come off the bench. Remember when yeah. he was like in OKC yeah, yeah. and they asked if he would come off the bench and he was like laughed. Yeah, and he's like, hey, P, they, they just asked me if we come on the bench, and Paul George's like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, buddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's, he's carved out a nice role in uh, Portland for himself now. Yeah. And speaking of Portland, Damian Lillard's MVP conversations, that was just a little tangent. But uh, with that, I think Sam has to go soon, so we can wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, he did not have to go, but I do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you, KJ, for coming on. We'll go around. Anything you guys wanted to say? Tim, I'll let you go first. Before we wrap up, 
Uh, yeah, here's hoping that we see a move in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think they're, I think they're going to try and hold out to the deadline, but I think there are moves coming. I think there's a, I think there's a need for it. And I think Danny Ainge publicly coming out and saying something uh, is indicative of that. For sure. KJ? Peyton Pritchard for Aaron Gordon. You heard it here first. Oh, God, you're killing me. You're killing oh, Christ. Me. Oh, man. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to From the Rafters. You guys can follow Tim, Tim Shields, NBA, KJ's by KJ Doyle. Check out the Clover Disclosure. Check out Guy Boston Sports. Uh, follow us at Bannertown USA. And, Sam, as usual, wrap us up. Yeah, follow all the guys, okay? We, we always work with Tim and KJ. They're great. Uh, we always have a lot of fun with them. I think this is our first double guest podcast too. So yeah, who better is. to have than these two? <laughs> uh, but give everyone a follow. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam France NBA. That's the show for today. Bye.